All right, welcome to A Twenty Four Ever podcast, the unofficial podcast where me and Charlie, I'm Charlie, are going to basically watch every single A Twenty Four movie for all of time, whether we finish them all and we have to restart, or whether we have to go and create our own ones for the company. We'll see what we can. But. Or if we have to get Brandon Sanderson to finish the watch for us because we died at some point. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm not. I don't know if I'm dying yet. I may outlive A Twenty Four. It's going to be close, I think. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we're basically two amateur film critics, and we're currently on the fourth A24 we're on, movie. We're on number four. This is our fourth of four episodes, all releasing today, January 1st. Uh, and it's kind of apropos because it follows uh, last week we did Spring Breakers. Sprang Break. Sprang Break. Uh, this is The Bling Ring. And The Bling Ring is from Academy Award winning writer and director Sofia Coppola. It tells a story. That is uh, actually a real story. I don't know if you yeah no. Did you so go I'm back actually, and read this article. So it it started to ring some bells quickly as I was watching it. I remember reading about this because there's a big stink about privacy and like we we put too much on the internet for celebrities and like look if these people were more dangerous, what could have happened? Yeah, I mean you don't have to think too hard to hark back to the the Manson family murder. That and it also ended up being just these kids, but it's basically a group of teenagers that are obsessed with celebrities. These are children of the the OC, Gossip Girl, um, that generation of shows. And uh, they basically are burglars. They're going into these celebrities' homes when they are out uh, either at functions or off filming movies. Doing parties in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, and living in their houses, taking their shit. Like it is um, – It's they're basically kind of cyber-stalking these people and then going into their houses of these celebrities that they – admire i guess at the same time but uh they certainly don't respect did you uh, catch the quick uh cameo glimpse into or tie into last week's movie there was a quick flash of selena gomez as one of the celebrities they showed in the opening montage. i mean i'm sure they saw i think the, the, the cameo that i caught was uh kristen dunce off of sofia coppola's uh previous movies where she had done virgin suicides and uh marie antoinette so uh, so that one, I think that was pretty much front and center. And you also had Paris Hilton who actually, yeah, but them... she's got a bigger role. Than yeah. just a quick flash. Well, well she also allowed them to use their house. Yeah. Her actual that's house. crazy. That's yeah, her actual I, house. Yep. Uh, and she was also part of all this too. So like that certainly was uh, interesting. Um, and it's true to life. Uh, it's based off an article called the suspects war Louis Vuitton. Um, Again, you said by, you said it is Vanity Fair. It's though. Vanity Fair yeah. by Nancy Joe Sales, I believe her name is. Um, and ha, did you get a chance to read the article or I did not do read much it. research as far as I guess you said? Well, let's go back. You you had mentioned that you had heard about this. Yes. Like, did you know about the movie or just the? Uh, the no, I had no idea they were made a movie out of it until I was watching it and then I put it together. Like, oh, this is the thing that I remember. Yeah, so this was about 2009, and it's just these high school kids. And I shouldn't say high school kids; these are these are post high school kids, usually like eight, nineteen, eighteen year old graduates. Uh, sometimes in uh, continuation school, where they were just taking things and everything that happens in the movie. And this is one of the more based on true events that is pretty faithful to the source material, uh, almost to the point where it doesn't flesh out. A lot of the characters and or the story, and it feels like it's kind of middling at parts where it's stretching. It feels like it was based off of a short form article uh, to create the movie. Um, I don't know if you got that same feeling. I thought, that especially the first half, up until the uh, big nightclub scene with the sparklers on the bottles, and up until that, it feels like it was a lot of 
repetition on what was happening. Like it's the same thing. Opening up, maybe a little bit of escalation, but for the most part, yeah. Um, so I mean, the you get the real sense that they, you know, they're desperate for a taste of this fame, the celebrity culture. They're basically tourists going in. Um, so they do show them in a string of the bird. They <laughs> they're revisiting the same scene of the crime again and again. Had me just wanting to shake them and scream, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're begging to be caught. Um, but no, I, I definitely get the criticism. I have that and other criticisms to come. But All right. Well, first off, I guess, so do you know about the time that this movie came out? Like the- This movie came out in- 2013, right? June of 2013. Do you want to take a guess? And let me try to get you in the mindset here, because I, like I like to bring up when the box office- um, we can do it now. We can do it later. Yeah, let's do it now. Bring it now. Uh, you want to take a guess? At, this was June of. This was a limited release. It was only released in five theaters for the, the limited engagement. Uh, June fourteenth to the sixteenth. What movie was the number one movie in the box office? Hmm. Uh, this is before. This is summertime. Yeah, it's before Star Wars. I think. I. Would you like a hint? Is it House of Wax? It's not House of Wax. House of Wax <laughs> is probably about nine years earlier, I had to guess. <laughs> is it that much older than this? Gosh, yes. my timeline's way older. Uh, I mean, it's Parasite. That is a Parasite yeah, That's movie. why I was thinking that was, uh, I was but trying to it, metagame so, it. so it's going to be directed by Zack Snyder. Oh, is it uh, the, our, the, the Superman? It's Man of Steel. Man of, Man of Steel that. was yeah. the number one movie in the box office. The number one movie was also a movie that featured Emma Watson. However, she was more in a cameo movie in this movie. Um, yeah, and this I should say. I mean, we didn't mention the actors and actresses. The most uh, we'll get, it, we'll get. It, but Emma Watson is is it this number two movie in the box office this week was also an Emma Watson movie as like a cameo. Was it? I mean, it's not Beauty and the Beast because that's more front and center and more recent. It was a post apocalyptic movie. Oh my gosh, this is the end. This is the end, which yeah. stars James Franco, which yep. you featured talked about last week. Uh, so yeah, like there are a little bit of tie ins all the way around. But yeah, so it featured. Uh, it was the 21st movie in the box office for its limited engagements on five theaters. Uh, it then went to nationwide release and got 11, uh, 11th on the box office. Still not cracking the top 10, which it never did. Uh, but that's when Monsters University came out was the nature, uh, national release. So give you an idea where this is in terms of uh, the timeline for your movie knowledge. If you give an idea, is this, we've done so about a movie a month so far for these first four, right? Uh, the, first one, the first ones are kind of tied into a lot, a lot of the early spring. Uh, yeah. It feels like we've taken a couple months off, but we're back into it in June. Okay. So uh, it gives you an idea of what's going on there. So the star of the movie, and, and you can de- you can debate me on whether you think this person is the actual star of the movie or not. I would say definitely by the second half, because you're going to say Emma Watson's character, correct? I think that she is certainly. A star of the movie. That's uh, not who you were going to say? I think the main star of the movie would be Israel Brassad as uh, Mark Hall. Uh, the main, uh, the, the only real male in the entire Bling Ring crew. Um, yep. I think that he is the uh, star, the protagonist of the movie, the movie that you're basically attached to as this person who is like, what is going on? I don't feel comfortable doing this. Um, and then there are, as Katie Chang who plays um I, I didn't, I'm getting to mix their real names and their character names up. So uh is it is it Amy Lee? Rachel I, Lee? I so again, as I've said on multiple episodes, <laughs> I am not the person to come to for names yeah, and characters. Give me a second here. I'll, I'll bring it here. We'll, I know we'll, Amy's a character from our upcoming episode. We'll cut some of this off. 
Um, eh, we'll see how long this goes. Uh, yeah, so here it is. I'll bring up everybody. So uh, Israel was Mark Hall. Uh, Katie Chang was Rebecca Ann. Okay. Okay. And I believe her name was Rachel Lee as the, as the uh, person that she is based off of. And then uh, Emma Watson is kind of the third character. She, she does get a more prominent role in the second half of the film. Uh, and we can kind of talk about why that is in a bit uh, as uh, Nikki Moore. And there's other little uh, smaller roles like uh, Teresa Famgara. Famiga, sorry. Uh, and I don't know if you caught Gavin Rosdell's cameo. Gavin Rosdell's that? I, I, I honestly, if he came and sat on my lap, I'd probably be like, who are you and why are you sitting on uh, my lap? He was the... Uh, I don't know. I know oh, he's the lead singer of Bush. He was the, guy, married he was the lead Stefani. singer of Bush. He was married to Gwen Stefani at one point uh, before uh, she found the sexiest man on uh, 2018 or whatever year he won that. Uh, Blake and, Sheldon. <laughs> Blake Sheldon. And then, uh, but no, he was the guy who he tried to uh, fence the Rolexes through. Oh, that was Gavin Rosdell. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, that was the boyfriend of um one of the characters, right? Yes, in the one that when she shoots a gun off while they're in bed. No, it's I, a different character, I believe. Oh. I think that that was uh a different character, if I'm not mistaken. But that's basically a large the the big stuff outside of the cameos, which are like Paris Hilton and Chris and Dunst playing themselves. Um, but yeah, so uh, back to the plot. Uh, they basically get in trouble. Uh, and we get to. Or they start doing these burglaries, and they do. They basically escalate and escalate. And, and intersperse, interspe- sorry, to intersperse into what you were saying. Um, they do intersperse scenes where they're flashing forward. They're already busted, and they're talking about it. So yeah. there's some jumping around in the corner. They, they they cut to them talking to the reporter from Vanity Fair. Yes. Uh, the Mary Jo Sales character, who uh, I, I thought at one point she may have been played by herself. She's not. She's actually they actually hired an actress for that. Um, and there's some controversy on how she is portrayed in this movie. But, yeah, so they, they start off just stealing from cars and they escalate, obviously, to celebrities' homes. Um, they even get to the point where their uh, security footage is being shown on the local news. And instead of, like, lying low, um, the ringleader, which would be uh, Rebecca Ann's character, she pushes forward, says it's going to be okay uh, to uh, Mark Hall and his – um, reservations about moving forward with this, largely because he's the one that is, his face is the one that's on screen. Um, until the point where they get caught, and we sort of deal with the repercussions from that. We get so, sort of the car, we see the rest, we see the the court trial results, um, and then we kind of see how they try to turn it into a different sort of fame. Um, right. Like, they're like, oh, uh, well, I now have like one of the quotes is I, I now have 800 friend requests. Uh, I wish I could have done this through something good, but I mean, I don't think I could have. I, it really is. I mean, kind of prophetic to what a lot of teenage culture is going to become desperate for clout, desperate for attention. Well, it is at the time. And so, uh, but, I mean, with social media turbocharging it now. Yeah. And so one of the things I, I wanted to bring up on this is that this, the, the character that is played by Emma Watson and, uh, I mean, all, all the characters to a point, but there, as you're watching this movie, you're just like, this is not a good acting. This is, they're, they're almost overacting and they're yes. not, really doing much and some of the scenes are pretty overdone especially the scene where um israel's characters on the webcam like that just went on for like 30 more seconds than it needed to. let's put it in fact let's just talk about that scene right now yes. so 
as I said, they lifted a lot from the articles. Like, if I, I highly recommend you go back and read this article because there's so many lines from the movie that are direct lift and shifted into this screenplay. And that line right there is an interesting line. Now, did you catch the reference? Like, did it make you, did it remind you of a movie, an Oscar winning movie? No. Maybe, maybe the most successful Oscar movie, uh, as far as sweeping the, the big five, 1989 silence of the lambs. Is that 89 or 91? I'm pretty sure it's eighties or 89 or 90. I feel like it's 91, but it may have won the Oscar in 91. Regardless, that was a reference to Buffalo Bill Oh. And the dancing scene. I, I don't know that for a fact. I haven't, like, seen any confirmation from that. But there's a line in the article from one of the police officers that says, it may be a stretch, but is wanting to wear somebody's clothes that different from wanting to wrap yourself up in their skin? Like that guy in Silence of the Lambs? This is a direct quote from the article. And so once I read that, it kind of made that webcam scene of him okay. dancing. It kind of, like, connected those dots. like... I don't know whether Sofia Coppola was like trying to be artistic there, uh, but it almost feels not because you basically took this cop line that I don't think is very poetic in the way that he's trying to say it, like, uh, and just threw it in there. So it's definitely, I think, a reference to Buffalo Bill. Again, no confirmation on that. Um, but no, so Emma Watson's character, Nikki, uh, and her mom to a point, Leslie Mann playing the mom. Uh, I, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, these characters are just vapid. They're not. They're not real. They don't feel fleshed out. The one thing that is very interesting is that as the, the bling ring is kind of the, the the culmination of all this is happening, they're filming a reality show for E called Pretty Wild. Now, originally- The actual people. The actual uh, Emma Watson's character, her yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the things that it was originally started out as a show about her being homeschooled, as she is in the movie- uh, but then it obviously it changes to the burglaries and the drug use and a lot of the trauma that she's going through, uh, the quote unquote reality that she's going for. But these people are the characters that they are like they are spot on acting as these people exist. Uh, in fact, the mom is Leslie Mann did such a great job nailing the mom. I I did not think she was great when I watched the movie. I didn't think she was a great choice. Having watched her on the reality show, I'm, there's nobody else that could probably play that mom. <laughs> um, did you – one thing I have a note of, the uh, the vision board, the celebrity vision board, which really ties into the theme, like picking your role models and like you could see who the mom wants them or at least what they – what she wants them to find virtuous in people versus they also look up to celebrities but for entirely different things, which leads me to perhaps the most important question of this podcast – Who's on your vision board? Oh, who is on my vision board? Um, let's see. Uh, do I have to pick like a well-known person? I, I at least known enough. At to least the known audience. enough. Uh, let's see. Oh man, I, I wish you had given me some prep time. In fact, I'm gonna throw it back to you while I think about mine. Go oh, ahead. I I have a note here that says I ask you not to come up oh, mine. All right, I, I would probably have on mine for sure Scarlett Johansson, very accomplished actress, as well as you know she stands up for her own rights, everything like that. I think that it's a good role model for if you're going to pick. I mean, if I, I, I guess like I, I never, I don't really idolize these, these celebrities like they do in the movies. Uh, I guess Ryan Reynolds, maybe. Yeah. I think that his his sarcasm and wit is something definitely that I, uh, I would love to have, as well as his knack for uh, business with uh, Wrexham and all the business that he's getting into, and uh, the celebrity or the charities that he also gets into. I guess that's one. I don't know. 
Well, uh, as a now adopted big Wrexham supporter, I do approve of that one. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't really even think about it that much as far as a celebrity that I look up to. I don't really idolize them like they do in this movie. It's not a not right. a thing. So, but like, I don't know. yeah. I mean, it's a good question, but I, I just don't ever think about that. It's not. It's a definitely a different context that I put celebrities in. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, I mean, that kind of is the, the problem with the movie is that they are idolizing these celebrities and this fame culture. Um, uh, they really, a lot of the time their borderline worship of Lindsay Lohan while she's going through all of her issues yeah. in the late 2000s. It, it, the one actress gets, uh, or the one character gets the DUI and she's bragging about it, like how drunk she was. And yeah, like, it's, it, it, it's spot on because like a lot of the, the, the real life, uh, people that these characters are based off of. Like they touch on the drug use in the movie and the, and the drinking and the partying, um, but largely it looks like it's just a grand time. They're they're going to these places. They're having a great time. These people struggled uh, with addiction, with um, just drinking all the time. Uh, and the girl that Emma Watson's character is based off of actually uh, she has a pretty good story. And the fact that she comes back and is, she has started a couple uh, recovery centers since then. Uh, she's been sober, I guess, at this point for almost fifteen years. Uh, it's it's a pretty good story, but yeah, these 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 real life characters that idolize these celebrities were going through a lot of the same things without acknowledging it. Yeah, almost. Um, and there's certainly oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it's the perfect time to introduce our beer of the week. I just so, saw the name of it. Yep, it's the Charlestown Fermentory Yacht Party American Lager. If you want to feel like a celebrity, take a pint of the Yacht Party. This is pretty good. Yeah, I like that smooth but yeah so they're uh they're going through these issues with drug and alcohol and 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 there's certainly a commentary on that um and then there's also commentary on uh, even just social media in general there's a couple little shots of them uploading the these photos to facebook without uh any kind of thought to what the consequences might be (laughs) the fact that they're telling all their friends that they're they just robbed or they they went and stayed at Rachel Bielson's house or they go to the Hilton, which is what they call uh, uh, Paris Hilton's house that they constantly frequent. Filming our crime spree was the best idea we ever had. Yeah. I mean, they're taking pictures. It, it is. But the issue I have with the film in general is I don't know how deep any of the actual commentaries are. Uh, there's a lot of this. This is what happened. And people can draw their own conclusions. Uh, she almost takes a very passive approach of far as, as opposed to, uh, putting her own viewpoint on a lot of things. I mean, it, it, it's there, there are fingerprints there, uh, but it's not a heavy handed, Hey, this is what I want you to come away from this movie thinking about. I will say there was one really cool scene that stuck with me. They were invading, I think it was Demi Moore's house mm-hmm. and it shows it from up on the hill like it is zoomed out and you can see them going through this glass house going through room to room and the scale of it they look like dolls in a dollhouse okay just exploring it and it really kind of put this surreal like spin on it like these the way these people are encount or going through this how they're seeing themselves as just you know plain pretend okay I, I didn't catch that. That's actually yeah, pretty so, good. Yeah. yeah, that's that was how I interpreted that, and I thought that was very well done. Yeah. It was a very cool just way of showing it, because we've already seen, like you said, they go revisit the same place, see them play in the closet or whatever. So, like, a different – so you see it from their perspective where they think we are these celebrities, we got all these on. And then when you zoom out and you're not looking at it from their perspective, you're looking at it from your perspective as the audience, you can see that they're play pretend. Okay. Interesting. That's a, it's a pretty good point. I. I, I mean, I didn't necessarily catch that, but now that I think about that, I know the scene you're thought about because yeah. the scene definitely 
stood out as he's striking. There's definitely a thing that she was trying to say there. I didn't catch it, but uh, I'm glad that you did. Caught, yeah. or at least or caught something there. The rare so. one that I will catch something. <laughs> uh, but no, it was it, it was fine. Uh, I think that there it it, it kind of feels uh, almost like the Valley Girls that they are displaying. Um, there's also a little bit of a story about the uh, homosexual character, uh, Mark Hall, where he's not explicitly homosexual. He's definitely hinted at uh, where he doesn't have anywhere to belong or necessarily a family that is going to accept him. So he has this family, this person that he, quote, loves as a sister uh, that has accepted him. And I mean, he talks about boys and boys he likes and everything like that. He does, but I don't think it, it feels like I don't know, maybe he's definitely queer. I mean, yeah, he's definitely queer, but it's never. But there's also hints of other things going on in the movie. That um, I'm not sure exactly how like out he is as far as oh sure yeah you know what I mean um, it's definitely I think there uh, and about how he doesn't have a place to belong he doesn't feel accepted and he has finally a group now and and they talk about it in the movie about the people you surround yourself you're the average of the people you surround yourself with which is I, I I've never read the secret uh, I've certainly heard a lot about the secret. I don't know if you're familiar with the secret. Or... Yeah, cursorily. Yeah. But um, yeah. I was another note I have is a scene where he's like, ah, I don't know, and, and then the girl's like, "Do crimes for me? I'm your best friend." And he's like, "Okay, yeah. let's do it." Good point. And you can tell, like, when she goes to Vegas, he's kind of he knows that something's up. He knows that yeah. there there's there's something going on here that he shouldn't necessarily trust, but. He does it anyways because he wants to turn a blind eye. So there's some stuff going on, but I don't know how deep, honestly. Oh, it's not super deep. No. Yeah. It, 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 it's very shallow, movies. almost like the celebrity culture that they're uh, certainly trying to portray there. Yeah, I, I will not say I particularly enjoyed this movie. I didn't think it was – I mean, we've, we've touched on some of the issues with it, but I just I, – I think when you look at it, especially in comparison to Spring Breakers, which was a similar theme movie of you have these – teenagers slash young adults desperate that are, for something else that are else. yeah they're looking for something else and usually they're going to turn to crime and they do it in forms of gang uh whereas i think spring breakers had a lot more themes that at least was trying to nail i don't know how how much the execution here uh landed it uh it's certainly a, a lot softer touch but like i said a lot of it is directly from the article that was written from uh, mary joe sales um and it just feels like a movie that was based off of an article. It just doesn't know that there's that much there as far as a, a, a full out movie. And it still was even a short movie at what, 128 minutes or something like that. Oh no, it was like an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's around there like, or not 128, sorry, an hour and 28 minutes. I yeah. Said, okay. Yeah. An yeah. hour and 28 minutes, but yeah, it's like short. Like it doesn't feel like there was nearly enough there even for a feature length film that in yeah. my opinion, this but. could have been, this movie could have been an email or a vanity. It could have been article. like a 50 some minute movie. I think yeah. they could have certainly added it out a decent amount of the, uh, burglaries in the first half of the movie. It's like, we get the point of what's going on. One other thing from the very end of the movie before we dismount, uh, the, where she's asking the interviewer, Oh, what did Lindsay Lohan say about me? It's really funny. And, and, and that's another one, a direct line from the, yeah. uh, from the article where they, the, the police are interviewing her and she says, or he says, I've talked to all the victims. Oh, what did Lindsay Lohan say? And that's a direct pull straight from the article. Yeah, so. I didn't. I, I believe that the character said it in real life too, yeah. for sure. But it's just, it's just like you're really focusing on the wrong things right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was what she was focusing on, right? Yeah. That, like even when she gets, I'm not to saying the, point, the filmmaker, I'm saying the character, but, of the but, person. But, but, yeah, but I'm talking about this character. I mean, she's 
she when they first raid her house in Vegas, she's like, I don't have anything. And like she, two seconds she, later, she's like, oh, shit, you guys found these jeans, apparently. Oh, all right. Well, if I tell you everything, I can get off. All right. Like, I don't I'm not going to get in trouble. Correct. Like, hypothetically, she clearly has no idea of the situation that she has put the herself in. It, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's good. I would recommend it. But like. I don't know. I'd probably recommend maybe the documentaries or the stories around it. Yeah, before read I'd about it if you're movie. curious, for sure. There, it is an interesting thing that happened. Again, I do remember it making some headlines well back then. Um, yeah. I, I can't go so far as to recommend the movie. Now, for the people that are wanting to listen to every one of these, the watch one of these movies. Yeah, the A24, uh, the super fans, definitely watch the movie. That's all I got. All right. So the bling ring, how does that rate for you? I would probably rate the bling ring on our list of four. Yeah. I think I would probably still rate Spring Breakers. Like, if I'm going to go watch a movie, I think I'm going to go watch Spring Breakers before I go watch any of these. Then probably Ginger and Rosa. Then probably this movie. And then A Glimpse. And then Glimpse, Mind, Charles Charles Mind, Charles. Yeah. That's exactly all I have rated as well. Um, well, no. A lot of that is probably based on the fact that I, I would go back and watch these movies again. In that order? Yeah. And, and maybe that's a lot of, I shouldn't do that necessarily, but that's kind of where I am at the moment. Yeah, it's your rating system. You come up with your own yeah, reasons. We'll see at the moment. We'll see. There may be a movie that I'm like, I don't want to watch that again. Oh, there, I mean, there's, it's, uh, I would not want to watch Charles Vaughn III or uh, The Bling Ring again. I'm I'm good with the two watches. Mm, I could watch Bling Ring. I, I don't think I'd watch Spring Breakers again either, but I'm also a bit more picky i guess i there's a lot of movies i haven't seen just because my impression is that it's not a good movie oh i think that spring breakers it may be a good movie and it's just more of hey, fun throw some music it's got some guns all right well this has been a 20 forever and the bling ring stay tuned if you've listened to all four of these episodes thank you so much because next week we'll be talking about the spectacular now well, spectacular next week